peace be with you in Jesus' name. On the second Sunday after Christmas, we celebrate the gift of wisdom. Young King Solomon prayed for the gift of wisdom. God gave him a wise and discerning heart. And when Jesus was 12 years old, he wandered into the great temple in Jerusalem and astonished the teachers there with his wisdom and understanding. We pray that God would bless us with his eternal and practical wisdom in this new year. And so we worship him in the name of God the Father. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. In the name of God the Son, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In the name of God the Spirit, who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us speak our need to God our Father. Merciful Father, we need you. We come to you asking you to shed your light of mercy and grace on us that we may know and receive your forgiveness, light, and life. You are a chosen race, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so I, as a servant of the word, announce the grace of God to you. And by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray, Lord God, you are the source of all wisdom. You made Solomon a wise king. Your son Jesus demonstrated eternal wisdom in the temple. Grant us your wisdom, that we may know your guidance and insight through Jesus Christ, your son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In the season of Christmas, we turn to God's sacred word from the Old Testament book of Kings, chapter 3, beginning at verse 4. The king went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices, for that was the most important place. And Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Well, Solomon answered, 
You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I'm only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering judgment, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me, and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. And then Solomon awoke, and he realized it had been a dream. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the second chapter, beginning at verse 40. Glory to you, O Lord. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. 
Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know? I had to be in my father's house. But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How long could he wait? Patiently, Jesus had waited. In a sense, he had waited since the beginning of the world. Now, now he wanted to be in the Father's house sharing the eternal wisdom of the Creator with the world that they had made together. Jesus was now 12 years old. As a child, he had always been obedient to his parents, staying in Nazareth with them. But now, there was something absolutely vital that he had been waiting to do. He wanted to share God's wisdom. The world so needs to hear him. Jesus would be here among us such a short time, and we need his every word of wisdom. Well, the birth of every child is a kind of miracle, is it not? And the birth of Jesus, well, even more so. In a newborn life, the wonders happen nearly every day as the child grows and changes. In the newborn life of the child Jesus, we can only wonder, what was his first word? What was the first thing that Jesus reached for? When Jesus first got to walk, what was the first thing that he walked towards? Well, the vital clue that we do get about his childhood is what St. Luke tells us when he says the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Joseph and Mary were watching very carefully as Jesus grew. Their exceptional child, the son of the living God. 
and perhaps even as a newborn, he made Mary and Joseph think about the Psalms. Did Jesus' first words inspire them perhaps to think about Psalm 62? which says, One thing God has spoken, and two things have I heard, that you, O God, are strong, and that you, O Lord, are loving. And did Jesus' first steps make Mary and Joseph think about Psalm 24? Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord prepared mighty for battle. Later on, Mary would tell St. Luke about Jesus' first years of life. Maybe those first years had taught Mary something that could only be expressed perhaps in words like Psalm 51. You teach me wisdom in the inmost sacred place. Now, when Jesus grew old enough to have conversations, well, I think maybe that's when things really got interesting in that house. Did he make Mary and Joseph think about the words of Isaiah? The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power. Goodness, well, we can only imagine what kind of wisdom and understanding had God given to his divine Son, sent from the heavens. You know, God can give pretty amazing wisdom even to just any ordinary mortal man that he might choose. Like when it fell to the young man Solomon to be king of Israel, he humbly prayed for wisdom. And we're told rather elegantly about Solomon's wisdom. God gave Solomon wisdom and very great insight and a breath of understanding as measureless as the sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the men of the East. Solomon spoke 3,000 proverbs and his songs numbered 1,005. Solomon described plant life from the cedar of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows right out of walls. Solomon also taught about animals and birds, reptiles and fish. Men of all nations came to listen to Solomon's wisdom, sent by the very kings of the world who had heard of Solomon's wisdom. So, well, that's pretty impressive. The wisdom that God can give to a king. This is the kind of wisdom a man might hope to receive who humbly prays that he might give God all the glory. 
This is the wisdom that God might bestow on a man who will choose to be grateful instead of greedy. A man who will thank and praise God with whatever kind of wisdom he receives. Well, we all need to be as wise as that man. But, well, was this the time to hear? Was this the time for Jesus to speak? Would the great scholars and the wisest men actually listen to a 12-year-old boy who wanders into the temple in Jerusalem from the little country town of Nazareth? Jesus came to them with humility. He listened and he asked questions. King Solomon himself knew the difference between a fool and a wise man. He said a fool keeps filling the air with his own words, but a wise man waits in silence to ask his question. As Jesus sat with them, the greatest scholars of the temple, they began to ask him questions. And they were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And like with Jesus' childhood, we can only imagine what wisdom did they receive from him. These first ears to hear him publicly express his wisdom. Did the words of Jesus make them think of Psalm 119? The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding even to the simplest mind. Did the words of the 12-year-old boy Jesus even make them think perhaps of Psalm 147? His understanding has no limit. He determines the number of stars in the sky and calls them each by name. So, would you agree with me? We need to hear his wisdom and understanding. In so many ways, we need both his practical and his eternal wisdom. Perhaps both of these things, both God's practical and eternal wisdom, are both found in the little clue we get about Jesus as a child. He became strong and was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Real wisdom and real strength are found in the grace of God. Psalm 45 was written as a tribute to King Solomon. It stands as a tribute to all the kings who would follow him, praying for wisdom and strength. And it says this, 
my heart is stirred by a noble theme. As I recite my verses for the king, you who are the most excellent of men, your lips have been anointed with grace as God has blessed you forever. Is this what Jesus spoke of perhaps in the temple as a 12-year-old boy? Did he speak up finally and say, here in the temple, it's easy to think about King Solomon, isn't it? In all of his wisdom, you know he was always gracious. Did Jesus pull this noble theme out of King Solomon's own words in the book of Proverbs? He who loves a pure heart and whose speech is gracious will have the king himself for his friend. This, this is what Jesus could not wait to share with the world. The grace of God. His loving compassion and forgiveness it's the very essence of who Jesus is. It's why the Gospel of John tells us, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is real strength and wisdom. For even the world that we live in right now, to be gracious. So, too, the grace of God is strength and wisdom that really is forever eternal. As John says, from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. This is what Jesus had come to do, to be gracious. He will sympathize with our every weakness. As a 12-year-old boy, he sits in this great temple and he calls it his father's house. But here there is no altar that can bless us with eternal grace of the Father. Jesus has come to make a very different kind of altar. This 12-year-old boy will one day offer his own sacrifice on the altar of the cross. That is the altar of grace that we may approach with confidence and receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. For this, this is he who came from heaven to be with us. And... Well, for now, let's leave him as a 12-year-old boy. 
Well, maybe even better yet, let's leave him as a young child and think of him filled with wisdom and grace. Forever and today, he is our wisdom and our understanding. He is our grace. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Gracious Father, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you for the fullness of your grace and wisdom that you have given us in Jesus. Bless us with your living and Holy Spirit. May we have your practical and eternal wisdom. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share the words of the Apostles' Creed with me. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. faithful Father, we pray for this new year that you would bless us. You, who have wisdom that is the foundation of the world, bless us that we may be a blessing to others. Fill us with the wisdom of your living spirit. Lead and guide us in this new year. Lord, in your mercy hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for the healing of the nations. We pray for your wisdom, for leaders and caregivers and protectors of all sorts. May the wisdom of your love and compassion guide us all, Lord, in your mercy, and hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all who are hurting, grieving and struggling in their heart, soul, strength, and mind. 
that they experience your care and comfort. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, we pray for our spirits walk with you in this new year. May we each find renewal, inspiration, and insight. Be with us in our praying and our learning and our growing in your spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Father, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your dear love through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We thank you, Father, that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O God the Father, in your great love for us, from all eternity, you sent your Son, Jesus, to be born of Mary. He sacrificed himself for our sin and rose to life victoriously. Thank you that you treasure us as your dearly loved children. We ask that you would walk with us as you bless us in our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit that we be inspired by your love for all humanity through Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. listening to this first Sunday of Christmas audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features Reverend James Disney with music by Sue Bloom and Garrett Von Otterloo. 
produced and edited by Amy Munson. For more information about our church, please visit our website at www.blcmtka.org. Blessings upon your week.